Hello, everybody, and welcome to a return to Michael Loves Movies. It's been probably a year, maybe longer, or no, definitely not longer than a year, but it has been a little while. Uh, today, I want to talk about one of my favorite movies of the past few years, and it just came to Crave recently in Canada, and it's available on HBO Max in the United States. The Suicide Squad, the sequel to the, you know, not super well-received Suicide Squad in 2016, I want to say it came out, the original. But uh, this new one, and you don't need to watch the first one to watch this one at all. But the basic premise is that it follows a bunch of supervillains that are kept at the Bellary, like maximum federal penitentiary for super criminals or whatever you want to call it. Maybe not even just super criminals, but criminals in general. It's just a prison. And they have what they call this Task Force X, where they send out on government missions to, with the, you know, they put a bomb in the back of these villains' heads and they can, if they succeed on this mission, they get 10 years off their sentence. A lot of people are probably serving long sentences, so it's, you know, worth it enough to shave off 10 years. And a lot of people do it by choice. Some people have to be threatened into it. This is one of those situations following... The, the movie follows quite a few characters, I will say. There's, uh, it's, it's yes, the group is obviously colloquially known as The Suicide Squad. And I would say it technically follows two teams, but there's uh, quite a few characters on one team and it mostly follows the other. So uh, I guess without spoiling anything, I'll just talk about that in general. The Suicide Squad, it's, it's a really fun movie. It's just, it's a lot of fun. I, I could rewatch it with ease, like many times. It's, it's, it's everything you want in an action superhero movie. Or it's not even a superhero movie, really. It's just kind of like a... It's everything you want in an action movie. Obviously, it takes place with some super beings and some not-so-super beings. But, yeah, the main cast is pretty star-studded with Idris Elba and John Cena and Viola Davis, you know, like an Oscar award-winning actress, as uh, kind of the, the government entity character. She runs this suicide squad. She's the boss. She's the boss back at home. You know, she hits the button. If somebody does something bad and goes against mission, she will hit the button and that'll set off the bomb in the back of any of these criminals' heads. So there's about around seven, I would say, key characters to this film that are the main protagonists of this suicide squad. Uh, they are led by Rick Flagg, played by Joel Kinnaman. He is a a member of the government. He's he's a soldier, if anything. He's you know served in the military and now leads these teams on these missions. He's basically the only one that doesn't have a bomb in the back of his head because he's doing this for his country, quote unquote. Um, and then there's Idris Elba playing the character of Bloodsport. He's in prison for putting Superman in the ICU, which is kind of like to set up that he is he's one hell of a badass. That's for sure. He. Shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet. That's why he's in prison currently. And they kind of set him up of having this daughter 
that he didn't want and he's just kind of a shitty dude it's honestly kind of weird it almost feels like it's making fun of the first suicide squad movie because he plays a very similar character to uh will smith's character in the first one but it's kind of fun nonetheless you think it'd be kind of an emotional poignant moment when he goes to speak to his daughter in the uh in the jail like uh in the visitors area the glass between them but no it's just a bunch of yelling obscenities at each other <laughs> uh one of the next characters you're introduced to after idris elba's kind of forced into joining this suicide squad as viola davis's character amanda waller this government entity threatens to throw his daughter in prison who's 16 and would be thrown in this prison and they have a high mortality rate so that's the that's the big threat there so he eventually says yes after almost killing her with just a pen uh, you're then introduced to John Cena's character, known as Peacemaker. And he, he's kind of run through as very similar sounding to Bloodsport. And you're like, that's kind of weird. You know, he's like raised to be a soldier from the beginning of his life. And his father's a piece of shit, basically. And they're just both at the top of their game. Like, they don't miss a shot. They're really good at killing people, basically, is their thing. And then after that, you meet <laughs> probably a lot of people's uh, favorite character just because he's just you know he's like he's the big cute animated character you know he's his <laughs> his, his code name is king shark but his, his real name is nanawe with the voice of sylvester stallone he's just a big big dummy basically just the sweetest little not little he's quite large actually he has a taste for human flesh is kind of his thing and, you know, he does satiate that taste a few times throughout the movie. But uh, after that, you're introduced to him. He's, you know, he's just a cute character. He's so funny. He has a lot of cute moments. Um, after that, you're introduced to, I believe, to uh, Polka Dot Man, played by Davis Des David Desmalkian. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But, I don't know, if you see his face, you'll probably recognize him sort of because he's just one of those actors that's in a lot of things he's he's a character actor you know he's been in millions and millions of things he's even in like the dark knight which came out from like oh my god like 13 years ago now and i don't know he looks the exact same he plays a great character the polka dot man is this kind of goofy uh i believe he's a batman villain originally but he's just kind of a goofy character you know he dresses in a white suit shoots polka dots out of his hands quite literally and they kind of treat it as a bit of a joke at the time and then i believe the last one that you're introduced to is in the female ward is rat catcher 2. there's always a little joke about how uh what we couldn't afford rat catcher 1 but rat catcher 1 is this woman's father and i, I don't recognize this actress i as far as i know she's a relative newcomer to hollywood or at least to more of a main slash supporting roles uh, Daniela Melchior, uh, she is, again, one of those people that definitely stole the show. She was just incredible. Very funny. Uh, she, you know, she was just kind of sleepy and hilarious and, you know, she's a dirty rat, basically. Like, she looks like a person, but she's very rat-like. She sleeps a lot. She nibbles. She's tired. I don't know. She's hilarious. Just a very likable character. And, of course, from the first one as well, you're introduced to her a little bit earlier, or reintroduced, you could say, because she's in quite a few of the DC movies, is uh, Margot Robbie playing Harley Quinn, of course, the, the 
ex-girlfriend of the Joker at this point. If you want more about that, I would say really go watch Birds of Prey. That movie's really good. It's also on Crave and HBO Max, I believe. That's a fun ride. Very focused on Harley Quinn. But this movie is more of an ensemble cast type of deal. And it's just, it's a really fun movie. It's like just starting it off, there's, they kind of show you that first team, which I'm not going to get into too much detail, but that first opening scene is like they're setting it up. It's very like, this is this person and this person. This is the TDK. And you see Pete Davidson and David Philly, David, Nathan Philliam is his name. Uh, playing TDK, and there's Michael Rooker, who's just a big fan. Like, the director likes to use him in almost all of his projects. And it's it's just a fun opening scene that really sets up the the, the, the premise of the movie. The, the Suicide Squad do not get attached to anybody. This, this movie kills a lot of people. A lot of people. And you're... <laughs> and I won't say anything more than that about a lot of it, but after you get through a little bit of the movie, you uh, just are surrounded with like tons of fun action scenes and beautiful music and these uh, these these title transitions. The title transitions are awesome. They're very uh, like fun little ways because the the whole point is that they're trying to go to the like the mission. I should explain the mission. It's been a little while since I've done this, as you could probably tell. But the mission for this Suicide Squad is to go to this little island, fictional island, but you can see the parallels with the real world. America's sending a bunch of soldiers that aren't really supposed to be there, but under the guise of them just being criminals on some crazy mission or whatever. That's how the government can get away with it in case they fail. But all these soldiers sent to Corcho Maltese, this fictional island in probably like the sea of South America area and to shut down this thing that they called the project starfish in a lab, the building called Jotunheim. And that's the basic setup. They just want to shut this down, destroy any record of it basically. And, you know, sure. They, that's their job. They're just going to do it. They want 10 years off their sentence. Rick Flagg's going to do it because he's a good soldier. And uh, throughout the movie, there's a little bit of, we'll say they get split up in a few times. They have to fight for their lives quite a bit. The action is extremely entertaining. If you're not the biggest fan of a little, it, it, I was going to say a little bit of gore, but it can be quite gory in a few moments. But usually it's fairly cartoony. Uh, it's bloody, for sure. It is a hard R when it came out, which, I mean, hey, good, good for, I'm glad they went for it, because who knows, maybe they lost a bit of money on it, I, I, as far as I know, it didn't make a lot of money, but I really enjoyed it, I saw it opening week uh, in an empty theater, which was kind of perfect, and just re-watching it uh, today, it still holds up perfectly well, even on a smaller screen. And this act, but, but all the action scenes are just super fun and super, like, it's, it's a bit of a campy movie. And it's, I would say, reminiscent of a lot of 80s action movies because of the visual style and the, the title cards. Yes, the title cards. They're very fun. There's things that show up. It says, like, In Flames in the background, Operation Jotunheim. And then Rick Flagg will be like, wait, we have to do something first. And then it blows away the Jotunheim and it says Harley because they have to save Harley. 
and things like that. It's uh, so many of the shots in this movie are like just lovely. It's like looking at a painting or I guess more appropriately, it's like looking at a comic book because that's what it's based on. And it's just, it's a beautiful visual adventure as well as a just fun and uh, it's, you know, cheesy at times even with uh, a lot of goofy over the top characters. And I mean, Harley herself has a few moments where she just feels like if I were to have a slight complaint, she does occasionally feel like a bit of a caricature of herself in one other film. But I think that's more, uh, an issue of having an ensemble movie is that sometimes she she's kind of like the moneymaker here. She's there to get some butts and seats because people that like DC movies and that have seen the few that she's been in like her quite a bit. And I think that sadly kind of fell through for them, but it allowed them to introduce quite a few others like Ratcatcher and Polka Dot Man and uh, Nanawe and even Bloodsport and Peacemaker. And Speaking of uh, Bloodsport and Peacemaker, uh, Idris Elba really gets to show off his comedic chops, as he's often a very serious actor. He plays this character to a great degree. And it's just, it's funny. He's, he's funny, and the action's amazing, and it even has a bit of a message of, a bit of an anti-American imperialism aspect to it, as, you know, they're sending a bunch of soldiers to a place to get rid of a problem that they may or may not be the actual cause of and don't want to be shown to be involved as a part of the problem. But, I mean, honestly, it's a really funny and fun movie. There's a great little escape scene with Harley that's just beautiful and colorful, and she's in this big red poofy dress, and there's uh, just showing a bit of her insanity. And, you know, although she's funny, she's still, like, a very violent person she's not a, she, none of these people are good people but i guess it's kind of what's at the heart of it is is that it's a bunch of good, you know, bad people trying to do a good thing eventually and ratcatcher 2 and nanawe really shine with each other and i mean i guess that's really credit to ratcatcher because she's acting with a person in a green suit at that point you know like nanawe tries to this is very early so since i wouldn't call it a spoiler but very early when they're all taking their first rest on this island in the middle of the woods or jungle, uh, Nanawe picks her up and is about to eat her and gets shot and is like, what the fuck? So they then have a cute little moment where she's like, you wouldn't eat your friends in Nanawe? And he's like, I don't have any friends and stuff like that. And it's, it's cute. And there's like that little connection being made early on in the movie. It's a little goofy, but it's fun. Or Harley and one of the characters who who dies, she takes up his his weapon and she just sees it as her purpose for the rest of the goddamn movie, and it's it's a great little moment. And uh, and I mean, Nanawe has is he's full of cute little character moments. He's gonna he makes a little uh, clay claymore, like an explosive, but made out of clay of a peacemaker. A peacemaker is like you know he th he's like stop being an idiot, but also thank you. It's kind of very nice. <laughs> he has a little moment with these little like jellyfish it's awesome the music the music that's the other thing the music during that scene is incredible they'll play like a little rift around here in the background while i speak but it's super it's a beautiful colorful scene and he thinks he makes little friends and the music is just like hauntingly beautiful then there's lots of just fun rock for the action and 
it's again it's that very like 80s fun type of movie if you're looking for something that you can just like turn your brain off a little bit enjoy the show definitely a good movie for it as long as you're okay with a bit of gore it's very reminiscent of an 80s action movie with like 21st century or yeah with like 2021 computer visuals because it looks good like there is nothing uh cgi wise that looks bad nothing falls flat it's all very clean every everything looks good including the little shark or the big shark man who's essentially just this indestructible force it's it's a really fun movie i think if i were to get into a little bit of spoilers it definitely shows a bit of its heart with when it kills off some of the characters that you get a little bit more attached to no i, I, don't, I don't really want to spoil that you know i think it's it's a really fun movie and i think you should if you have crave or HBO, I don't know why you'd have HBO in Canada, but if you have HBO in the States or Crave in Canada, or if you see it for really cheap at like London Drugs for like a DVD, even like if it's like eight bucks, I would I would get that for sure. I plan on picking the Blu-ray up as soon as I can. Yeah. No, I think this is a this is a movie, now that it's on streaming, especially that I think you should give it a give it a look. And kind of perfect timing, actually, just because the new uh Peacemaker TV show just dropped on HBO and Crave. So I'm looking forward to checking that out as well, because he's quite an entertaining character. John Cena definitely uh, shows that he's become a much better actor over the past few years than he uh, started as. But uh, thanks for listening. I don't know how often I'm going to do these anymore, but uh, maybe a couple of months. Maybe some, of, maybe some of the movie podcasts, maybe some of the other podcasts. But thank you for listening. I'll uh, catch you next time.